Um, this stream and podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Chaosium Inc. slash Moon Design Publications LLC, which are used under Chaosium Inc.'s fan material policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This stream and podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically improved, approved even, by Chaosium Inc. <laughs> For Definitely not more improved. information <laughs> about Chaosium Inc. products, please visit www.chaosium.com. It's significantly improved uh, over what if I wrote this material all by myself. So <laughs> <laughs> um, this is not approved, but is improved by Chaosium Inc. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, all right. So we're hanging out here in uh, Kentucky. Indeed. Uh, I'll roll roll the Joe dice for Joe's uh, recap. Wouldn't you know? A six. That's a that's a Joe recap. I think. <laughs> I love that it it didn't take me but five episodes right. to catch on. <laughs> I really thought I was just getting unlucky every time. The mathematician um, is like, oh man, what are the odds? I mean, there is a chance. It's uh, very <laughs> low, but there is a chance. All right, recap. Since I did edit and finish this episode this morning, we hung out with Mother, had a good time, shared some jokes, some laughs, killed some tentacle creatures, killed Abigail, murdered Abigail, um, and the Shub, which was the giant tentacled creature that was kind of inhabiting this cave and what we believe was spreading this uh, inky black water that was kind of infesting the town um so long fight episode uh and then towards the end of it when we last murdered shub i had kind of fallen uh in exhaustion on top of it and um sort of subconsciously used my clairvoyance ability upon grabbing uh the shub kind of pod that was holding abigail and um, I think Jamal could explain sort of this a little bit better. But basically, we saw the history of where this creature had come from um, through the various DeSotos that visited this region and turned on the natives to uh, uh, explore and kind of resurrect this creature in the cave um, based on the research. I think that uh, it was like the great grandfather kind of fucked everything up and then yeah. Abigail DeSoto came and unknowingly turned into part of this monster. Yeah, Hernando de Soto, the real guy who really traveled through this portion of the United States some time ago, uh, encountered some natives. They were friendly natives. There had been a rumor in the area that the natives had done some kind of freaky uh, ritual at this place called Cade's Rest, or excuse me, de Soto's Rest. It's called Cade's Rest in the um, supplement when you don't change the name. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 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 the, the 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 native the the story in the area had always been that something fucked up happened between the natives and Hernando de Soto. Um, but what um, our guy Sebastian, descendant of Hernando, discovered was um, well, actually, he didn't discover this. He was exploring it. He found the cave. Um, they accidentally reawakened this monster which uh, ate his wife, Abigail, and turned her into this mother creature. And um, what Slicer realized at the end was that there was some sort of uh, ritual brought over from Europe. Um, and in fact, it was DeSoto who had betrayed the natives uh, to a horrible fate. 
So, uh, yeah, they realized that, that all that happened, and uh, the guys killed the monster, and um, did you guys leave the cave, or are we still standing around in the cave? We're still in the cave. This was right after I kind of saw all this, and I assume I immediately turned to the group and kind of filled them in on what what the fuck just happened. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, well, let's start there. You guys are uh, in the cave. In the woods, uh, in the mountains of Kentucky. Well, in the cave, in the woods, in the woods, in the mountains, in the mountains. In the cave, in the woods, in the woods. Is that that uh, camp song? That's yeah, probably some. It's beautiful. Never heard um, it. Jeez, of course. Uh, being, <laughs> being as exhausted as I am from basically going insane and raging and just like physically <laughs> and emotionally, mentally not stable right now. Uh, Slicer just reaches into both of his pockets and pulls out handfuls of coffee beans and is just guzzling <laughs> coffee beans, um, <laughs> leaning up against this pot. That's what he's doing after sp- spilling all the deets on this stuff. Has Slicer still, as of yet, failed to find a place that will serve him a cup of liquid coffee? We've been to like one place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Two it was places. in town, we, and then bar, you went in, and then yeah, the bar, uh, you yep. didn't want the water at the also, friendly Jarvis. Also, yep. So probably like yeah. three, three. So the answer is no. Just the just the beans. I'm almost out too. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Well, so what's everybody up to? Is, isn't there not a bunch of um, things like scratched into the walls and whatnot? Or am I just imagining you having said that last episode? No, I mean it's it's all those organic like. Uh, tendrils and pods and stuff which used to give off that blue light you guys notice immediately that uh, the blue iridescence the blue bioluminescence which had defined this cave previously has basically gone out i think you guys came in with torches those are still lit up you can see around the room uh that you're in there's a pool of water in the room right yeah that she was in yeah um, well, she was kind of near. It's like a pond, right. which is a stream. Right. As far as you can tell, it goes deep uh, into the so, cave system. So Cuthbert, I'm going to walk over to Slicer and picks up uh, his little, his, one of, pulls out one of his little cups from his pack, walks over to the pond and, and fills his cup up with water and then uh, takes it back and pours it down Slicer's gullet. <laughs> oh, no, what tries to. Uh, wait, is the water clear? Do is the water clean? Looks like water. Looks like water. Who knows? You're, Someone you're, will have to drink some of it to find out. I guess some of. I'm so tired. I think some of it goes down. <laughs> yeah, just kind of <laughs> splashing it in your face. It's, I, you know, I have a I have a mouthful of coffee beans, so it gets filtered down through the coffee beans, the bunched up <laughs> coffee beans, and I kind of <clears throat> I choke and just like spit it out. Maybe swallow a couple ounces but tastes fine tastes fine tastes oh. great in fact um it's ice cold mountain water and you don't you don't really detect anything wrong about it anymore and um that was quick you're particularly stricken by how good it tastes uh because um you had been feeling great if you recall uh from your mm. repeated exposures to mother and uh you're in maybe what we might call uh, withdrawal now uh, not so much a withdrawal like a chemical withdrawal but you've been getting your ass kicked for like the past two days and uh, artificially hiding the fact that you were getting your ass kicked for the past couple days by drinking blue goo so 
Slicer is not feeling great, <laughs> uh, but no. the water tastes pretty good. Uh, all right, <clears throat> Cuddy, that uh, that uh, that water that tastes a lot different than it did before. We maybe we this thing we just uh, took care of it was the source of it all, and I don't know. You, I think we might have cleared this all up. Cuddy's gonna walk back over and take a drink of the pond from the pond for himself. Just verify. You succeed. <laughs> R- roll a drink <laughs> check. Uh, yeah, Slicer tries to stand. Um, he's kind of hobbling. <clears throat> and he's like, well, boys, um, if it's up to me, I say we get the hell out of this cave. Yes. Uh, I, I, I do believe the job is we'll be waiting on us. Um, D- okay. Correct. Remind me, Jamal, of Abigail DeSoto. How... Like, when, at, at what point did she come to this cave? Like, would anybody in town know who she is? I forget. They would. Yeah, right? they stopped off at the Jarvis, and I think the townsfolk knew them sort of passingly because they passed through the town to get to the Jarvis. But they stayed with the Jarvis. Remember, uh, they mm-hmm. knew Sebastian, and they knew that his uh, wife, they, they knew that his students passed back through, left, never to be seen again. Uh, and Sebastian did not, and Abigail did not. Okay. Uh, so Slicer would like to kind of meander over to Abigail's body and see if he could do some surgical removal to kind of bring her along. Is she, is she alive? She's dead. I thought She's I killed She's hella dead. Hella dead. <laughs> okay. uh, I think yeah, he, like, her sliced burial. her brainstem with a scalpel. If yeah. I recall correctly, I was gonna say like <laughs> that's, 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 that's exactly what I was wondering. Like, I, I, she was dead. Yeah. Well, I saw yeah, the you... background and the, the the kind of history of this all, and Abigail was definitely not a guilty party. I would like to give her a proper burial, being a uh... yeah. You can you can do that. You kind kind of hack away with your axe. There's like tendrils, li- formerly living tendrils that she was attached by and you can do the fighter work with your scalpel. That's something you're capable of. So, um, I'm a, uh, as, since I am in my exhaustive state, uh, is it one of you boys want to help me with, uh, Abby here? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Yaps is going to just do a quick go around, go around of the room and see if, uh, all these, uh, pods or whatever, if there's any remnants of other people, trinkets, gizmos, or heirlooms of sorts to uh, bring back. More to say, like, hey, if you were missing some people, this is where they might be. Uh, less to try and, like, pilfer. Yeah, you don't see anybody alive uh, who could be, like, rescued or anything like that. If anything, you notice when you go over to the walls that the life force which used to imbue this cave almost like instantly was just sucked out of it. Um, And if you look up at the cathedral ceiling, there's no more tentacles or anything moving up there. Um, It's, it's truly uh, like a, a dead place now. Slasa, maybe we should leave Abigail here. And uh, I do believe Yaps might have some dynamite or we can go back to the Jarvis and get some and maybe just seal off this cave and let this be uh, Abigail's resting place for eternity. Uh, All right. All right. Cuddy, can you at least do your voodoo Bible words that you do when the people die? 
<laughs> I feel like that would be uh, a nice, a nice little send off. Uh, I mean, you you do know the Bible's just for show, right? <laughs> I can't uh, read. I can't read. You can't. What? I didn't. <laughs> man, just, you just got between me fooled friends, this whole time. Here, hold, on, hold on. Let me see here. Um, Let's just give it over. It's. Oh, he's got a Bible. <laughs> I've got. I'm. I'm. I'm figuring With it out. With the half price books uh, barcode on it. <laughs> <laughs> Was hey. there half price books in the 1920s? Yes. <laughs> Everything is half price if you steal half of it. <laughs> Cuddy, you got it upside down. Just hand it over. There. The stick is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did stickers exist in the 1920s? Jesus. I hope. Probably. Um, Yaps is going to go ahead and start moving to the entrance and is getting is just impatiently waiting <laughs> to light the dynamite. Blow this yep. thing up. Stickers were invented in 1839. I just snatch the, the Bible from Cuddy and I say some words. Uh, Lord, help this poor soul. May she rip in peace. And I throw it back at Cuddy's chest and walk out with gaps. All right. What do you guys do next? Cuddy follows along. I just lob the dynamite into the middle of the room as, you know, cool guys uh, don't run from explosions, right? We just walk away. Look real cool and walk away. So that's what we do as we blow up the cave. You succeed. Uh, you don't succeed. You think you're going to walk away without looking, but then when it blows up, you guys are like, holy shit. Oh, shit. It's really, it's really fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> so you're out in the woods. Uh, we've got a long trek back, don't we? Yes. What time of day did you guys arrive here? I think it was like midday, but it kind of like... Yeah, we left in the morning. Confusing midday where you were walking for a really long time, like a spooky amount of time. <laughs> um, and you don't you don't actually know how far you came, but it's like yeah, it's like it's like one o'clock. In the first All steps, right. uh, Yaps reloads his shotgun to let the record show. Always watch out for spooky fish; they might be still out here. <laughs> and uh, I say we follow this uh, creek down to that uh, that split in the path we saw on the way up here. Maybe that's where that's where we land and and turn east to head back to the Jarvie farm. Tell them what's up. See, see how, see how people are doing. Cause I ain't doing great, yeah. <laughs> and I ain't been here very long. Yeah, is good with that. Yep. All right. So you guys start walking. You walk for a while. Um, back through the woods, and um, it does take a while. You're walking for probably a couple hours, um, but you start to recognize landmarks, and it, it doesn't seem like it's taking as long to walk back as it did to walk out. Um, Everything is kind of smooth. Uh, you're you're not encountering any obstacles you're having any trouble with. The woods, you notice um, some of the goo and uh, odd things that you had seen on the way in uh, seem to be inert in the same way that the stuff in the cave did. Um, you don't see much moving, but you do start to hear birds, which, if you recall... Um, you hadn't heard mm. any birds on the way out, um, as if uh, this place had been kind of anathema to wildlife a few hours prior, uh, but already some creatures have started to filter back into the area. And you're probably about a mile or so away from the area by the uh, Carmody Farm, where you had... Uh, 
you know, had the gunfight and then went off into the woods earlier today when Yaps on a hill about 100 yards away, you see a giant black stag standing on the crest of the hill. And as you see it, it looks back at you. You make what is unmistakably eye contact. And then it turns and walks down the hill, and in the spot that it was, you hear your brother screaming. I look over at Yaps, you, who's No still? one hears that. <laughs> then we're talking only to Yaps right now. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Yaps stops, like, dead, dead in his tracks, and is just kind of, like, frozen in kind of confusion. Uh, definitely fear. Um, and little brother, and just takes off running towards, uh, I th- yeah, I think that's what would happen. Yeah, he takes off running towards that point now. So you take off running, you get to the top of that hill, uh, you make the distance pretty quickly, it's getting to be a bit thick, um, you see, uh, the deer continuing to run away, and as it is running, you continue to hear your brother's voice, um, pulling you almost, um, Irresistibly, uh, it sounds exactly like him, and you can feel the note of true desperation in his voice coming from. What was your brother's name, by the way? From the initial. Uh, great question. Did I mark it on my sheet? Of course, I did not. It was uh, it was big something. Big Chuck. Big Chuck. Big Chuck. Big Chuck. Chuck, 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 Chuck Charles, that's right. Chuck <laughs> big Chuck. Um. Who's small, if you recall. Correct. Right. Right. Chucky, yeah. Um, and the so I do I distinctly relate the voice I hear to the stag running away? Like it does the voice seem to be tethered to the stag's distance? Does that make sense? If you had the presence of mind to really stop and think about this, yes. Uh in the moment, all you hear is it's in that direction. In the direction that it's running. Okay. Um, just like, I'm coming, Chucky! And he just keeps going. Alright, you start crashing through the underbrush. Um, it's getting thicker and thicker, and you're having to strain yourself more and more um, in order to keep up with the sound, which just seems to keep getting closer and closer, but you never quite reach it. Um, and as you're running through the brush, you start to trip more, uh, run into stuff more, hit branches. Uh, it almost feels like the roots are uh, reaching out to thwart you. Um, and then uh, it becomes unmistakably the case that that's what's happening as uh, the deer stops, turns around, it's looking right at you. And as you press forward towards it, as your brother's screaming reaches a crescendo, uh, your ankles and wrists um, are completely bound by tree branches that have grown around you and uh, the deer walks towards you uh, slowly but very purposefully and to the extent that a deer could do such a thing uh, which you'd never thought of before it's unmistakably smiling at you as it gets closer and closer and you feel its eyes burning into your eyes and you feel uh literal flames burning 
which are sort of cascading around your body. And you're going to take four sanity damage. Is this because I didn't drink the water? (laughs) (laughs) You're insanely dehydrated. (laughs) Okay. And as the, as it walks towards you and you're you're fighting for your life, you can see its antlers seeming to grow out towards you, like grasping feelers, adding to the um, branches which are wrapped around your body. And just as the first uh, point of the antlers uh, touches your skin, which burns like a hot coal, you snap too. You're standing in the woods by yourself, unharmed. Do I have... Actually, no, excuse me. Mostly unharmed. You have a fresh burn on your arm. Um, where where you were touched by that point. Um, the first... The f- um, just kind of looking, trying to look through my skills here to try and bring my... Um, my men- like, try to refocus, you know, try and like shake that off and like realize that the problem with me now is I don't know where I am and I'm alone. Um, would that be like a, is that something I can use? Like, I guess wouldn't really be spot hidden. You, if you turn back, you were crashing through the underbrush. Mm -hmm. And if you turn back, you can see the path that you came down is, is pretty clear. Um, you're at the, you're at the bottom of a hill and you can kind of see if you made your way back up, I think you'd be at the top of the hill where you could look around. Okay, so um, I'll head back that direction and almost kind of like a a very deliberate, like watching my step this time. And as um, I assume, as I realize that there's no vines or trees or anything trying to grab me, I pick up pace. And then, you know, what ends up being just a dead sprint to get back to the top of the hill. Okay, uh, you get back to the top of the hill and you realize that all that stuff you just experienced uh, when you thought you had been hoofing it through the woods for, uh, you know, a mile, you actually traveled like 15 yards down the hill. And you're very close to where you started. You can see the guys on the other side of the hill. And they are like... My hands just <laughs> up, like my shoulders just shrugged, like, yes, what the hell are you doing? So I, you know, I, I lay it all out, you know, exactly what just happened and just, we need to get out of this town. We need to get out of here now. Um, shit. And, you know, is there a way for me to see if I can kind of connect whether what we just experienced through mother and this stag is related? Is there, is that an assessment I can make? Or like, when you were, when you were encountering mother, I think everyone at least got one shot of mother juice. Um, so you have a general sense of the vibe she was putting out and it was, albeit sinister and with a hint of death and decay to it, um, pleasant that you felt welcomed, warmed by it. Uh, what you just experienced was nothing like that. It was a, uh, darkness beyond what you have ever encountered, um, and the sensation of burning, uh, which felt uh, realer than any real burn you have ever felt. Okay, so using that information, I obviously tell uh, uh, Cuddy Slicer, I tell him exactly what just happened, and I also make it very clear that like what that was, I don't think was related to what 
we just experienced through mother that there is, you know, something more, uh, as you said, kind of more sinister at work here and that we really need to get the F out of this town. We need to get the fuck out of here. And then with like, as soon as I am done explaining this to them, I am stomping running back towards the farm. Yep. So I couldn't agree with you more. That's that's (laughs) good. All right. Mm. Um, Cuddy, you doing the same? Yeah, Cuddy's Cuddy's doing the same, kind of following up the rear, making sure that Slicer is okay and makes it all, you know, perfectly fine. As you're running, Cuddy, you notice, only for a moment, um, Dan, who's kind of perched amidst you like normal, you know, um, is perked up and reared back with a... Defensive hostility, which you associate with him, him, her. Do we know what uh, gender? Dan. They that uh, they are um, (laughs) feeling endangered and acting defensively. It's reared back almost as if, as if they're going to strike something behind you. I'm gonna kind of uh, pick up the pace, kind of put my hand in Slicer's back and. Urge him to go um, faster. Okay. All right. So, so you guys grab another handful of uh, coffee beans. He's just hooving it <laughs> <laughs> as much as he can. Just trying to stay awake, really. Um, all right. So you guys, you guys hoof it back up the creek. You uh, make it back to the big field uh, where you can see the Carmody farm. Uh, you can see the burnt out uh, cornfield and buildings. Uh, there's no smoke anymore. It's been it's been a whole day now. The fire's all done with. Um, you jog past the Carmody's to get back over to the Jarvis, I assume. Yeah, that farm yes. should be all burned down, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. As you so as you run by the Carmody farm, um, <laughs> you're you're running past the buildings, and suddenly to your right, you see a hand burst out of the farmhouse. And you hear uh, Sebastian DeSoto say, <laughs> I found it! And he has the, um, if you remember, his one of his legs had rotted off. And he has found the prosthesis in the burnt-out basement of the farmhouse. <laughs> and he's clawing his way up um, to crawl back out. That's probably worth a lot of money. <laughs> Wait, wasn't he put down? <laughs> wasn't he put down? Yeah, I thought you so. You heard a gunshot. Uh, Malcolm Jarvie said he died in the fire. Um, it's unmistakably him, though. Cool, man. I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, eh. no. I mean, yeah, Slicer, who was once kind of like... Uh, <laughs> empathetic of this guy is just fucking beat and <laughs> done. done and he's just like yes take care of that please <laughs> let's keep going yaps goes nowhere near that and just keeps moving too. <laughs> okay as, as you guys run by he kind of gets his torso up out of the uh debris <laughs> and he says hello i'm alive is anyone <laughs> out there and uh you guys just tootle right along, and yeah. he uh, <laughs> is left to his own devices. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I yell back, Abigail's dead, and then just keep... <laughs> 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 he, he yells back, 
like, like, what did you say? Abigail said what? <laughs> she said something like, <laughs> All right, so uh, you leave him to his own devices, and you 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 reach the the Jarvie property line. Um, I think we established that maybe there's a fence there. Something was pretty easy to get over. So um, you guys can hop the fence and be at the Jarvies. Uh, <laughs> Slicer gingerly crawls over the fence and collapses on the other side before picking <laughs> himself up. All right, what do you guys do? They're uh, they they're standing on their front stoop and they see you coming. They're having. Like a midday sit. They've been working on the farm all day. Uh, well, howdy, folks. Um, <coughs> we done take care of taking. Jesus Christ, I'm tired. Um, we have taken care of the water source. You won't be having any more problems with that. Um, we will accept any form of payment as you so desire. Um, how you feeling, by the way? Well. I kind of feel like a bag of smashed assholes now that you ask. <laughs> that sounds uh, pretty but terrible. in some ways, I feel uh, pretty good. Can we can we go home now? I feel like we've done enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> where did we park the car and stuff? Like what? Uh, you, fe- there was a felled had, tree um, through the woods, right? Yeah, you were driving up from town to the Jarvie farm, and you count. It was not a felled tree. Well, I guess it might have been partly a felled tree. It was a felled tree, and like mother trees had grown roots over the road. You guys had a little encounter there, so the car is still parked, as far as you know, a little ways down the road from yeah, the Jarvies. Sli- <clears throat> Slicer, Slicer's gonna look up at the sky, <clears throat> kind of shade his eyes, but be like, "Oh shit!" It's like sometime during the day time right now. <laughs> we got plenty of time i think we go f- let's go get our car and get the hell out of this town we are job here's done boys i say slicer first thing uh, that i agree with let's go well uh i guess that that makes a party of three let's uh let's let's get on out of here malcolm malcolm says hey y'all want to ride and he uh he points across the uh the way to the uh, very fancy brand new tractor that he has clearly <laughs> stolen from the Carmody farm while you guys were off fighting mother. Nope. <laughs> 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 oh, beat me to it. Yeah. All right. Um, he says, all right then. Yeah. Well, y'all come back. Call we will Thanks. <laughs> we will not do that. As you're and walking then... away, you hear in the distance, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, before anybody, I just say, I didn't hear anything. As <laughs> Clearly signifying that I heard that as we trudge forward. <laughs> that's actually, that's going to be the big boss at the end of the campaign. It's going to be that guy. <laughs> He's like we could have snuffed bad. it out at the beginning, but instead it's just like <laughs> yeah. grows more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right, so t- tell me what you're doing. You're walking down the road. Uh, I'm trying sure. to open my character sheet, to be honest. I forgot that's something we have to do. Yeah, we're going to walk. <laughs> we're we're, we're trying to trace our steps. We're walking it. down yeah, the road so looking for the vehicle. If you recollect, for the car. Uh, yeah, the, the, the road kind of dog-legged toward the Carmody Farm. It, it went north to the Jarvey Farm, or you could take a fork left to the Carmody Farm. So you're walking basically straight south. Um you walk past the Black Creek Wood, which uh, is now on your right, 
and you notice, kind of like you did when you were walking through uh, the woods near the mother cave, that where previously the woods were very dark and gnarled, and there was weird pods and oozing sap that was blacker than any sap you'd ever seen, and obviously there were the creatures you got into a fight with. You don't really see that stuff anymore, and uh, continue to hear uh, things like birds. You see a deer, a regular deer, a not-scary deer, uh, kind of crashing around in the underbrush, and you can see that um, things are very quickly changing uh, in the forest. Uh, the, the corruption that had been there before is receding faster than you might have even expected. So you walk down the path a little ways. You notice that the tree roots that were blocking the, um, that were making the road difficult terrain have also receded. That was almost like a cancerous growth that has receded way further than you would expect tree roots to proceed in a short period of time. So things are improving very rapidly um, in terms of nature. Uh, the tree, obviously that was a big tree that was felled across the road. It's still there. But uh, as you make your way around it, you look to the other side and let out. There's your car. The hearse. And what's the car's <laughs> name again? Backseat Middle? I believe its name was Backseat Middle. I wish you guys could hear the music in the background of the stream. Because that blood owl, baby car, <laughs> hit at like a perfect like crescendo chime <laughs> thing that happened. It was so good. Um, <laughs> try to work that in, Jacob. Pretty. Um, so let's just go home, right? Or no? Yeah. Hop on in, boys. Yeah. I would I like to go it. home. In fact, maybe never continue. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, let's. <laughs> Top in this bad boy starter up. Hopefully, uh, still got some juice. Brian, you want to uh, drive Yaps or you want Yaps to drive? Yaps can drive. All right. Yaps like l- lumbers into the front seat. Does does an Austin Powers turn to <laughs> to turn the car around on this on this path here, <laughs> and then uh, gets us going back towards uh, back towards town. All right. So you head south down the road. Um, Sunny day, mid-afternoon, probably by now. I'm not sure if that timeline works out, but, you know, all sorts of spooky shit was happening when you fought Mother. Um, <laughs> if uh, if it screwed up the continuity, it was on purpose. Um, so you're going down the road, and as you come towards town, you can see town kind of coming up for what, you know, what town is. Um, on your left, you see the school kids playing that you saw uh, when you went up. And uh, they're still out there playing. They got a little jar. Uh, it looks pretty empty. Maybe it's full of dirty water now. Uh, but they're kids. They're just out there playing. And as the car pulls up, they, they run up and they're waving to you and, um, and yelling. I peel out and spray them with mud. <laughs> really? Why not? All right. <laughs> so, that was kind of a dick move there, yeps. You know what just happens? Just trying to get home. Just Here's what happens when you do that. Oh boy, we're in a fight. You hear from behind you as they stand up from the spray of mud that you got all over them. One of the kids yells, Hey, I think them are the boys. What Sheriff Sprouson said killed mother. And another one of the kids 
runs back to uh, the schoolyard where there's a bell over the well, and he starts ringing the bell really, really loudly. Uh, gas is on the right. I'll press the pedal in further. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to I'm gonna look outside the back of the car since I'm back in the... I'm going to pop up from my coffin. We do have Molotov cocktails if you want to burn this thing down on the way out. And just scoop up, just like, you know, scope out what's going on with the bell and everything as you have just pulling away. away. Cuddy just uh, reclines the, the seat and closes his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just an old man that can't be bothered. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so you guys peel out. So you're going however fast a hearse in 1920 that peeled out uh, is going. So, like, well, I don't know, 14 miles an hour. <laughs> a hundred and, you mean 104 miles an hour? Um, so... Uh, funny you mentioned slicer that you're watching out the back of the window because as you pull through town you see uh from behind a few of the sheds uh three vehicles slide out onto the road behind you and in the front vehicle of the three you can see leaning out the passenger side with a shotgun in his hand sheriff dick sprouston and he says there they go boys let's get them This is Joe, your slicer. Welcome into episode eight of You Mean the Tavern Presents Noir. Hope you're enjoying the show. Sorry for the long delay in an episode, of course, but we're back and we already have another episode in the works being recorded. If you haven't already, please check us out. Every Thursday night, we're live on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash YMIA Tavern. We try to uh, get together all four of us to record episodes on Twitch, um, but then otherwise on Thursdays we'll be playing video games, hanging out with fans of the show um, and the community. So please uh, check us out on Twitch and uh, hopefully catch one of our live episodes. All right. Um, right now I want to thank uh, all of our patrons, all our Patreon supporters, people that listen to the show, people that support the show financially, especially our $10 Cthulhu patrons. They are Cheyenne Winchester, Andre K., Dark... Darth Nate, Rockinars Woodshop, Strive for Honor, Ursula Bertea, Nadia Brady, 8-Bit Wizard, Black Dragon, Brandon Silent Elf, 0242 Jordan, Christopher Huey, Chubbles, Colin Kramer, Colton Strickland, Craig Spaulding, Dylan Big Horse, It's the Real, John Dwyer, John Tugas, Caitlin Harvey, Kieran Drapio, please tell me if I'm messing up your name. <laughs> I've said it a few times now. I'm not sure if I'm getting it right. Chris Nelson, Long Live Durf, Mindy Licious, Monkey Lovin' Gamer, Raver E. Alice, Ricky Cato, Riley, Sam J. O. Melton, Spuds McGee, Super Average Jason, Team You Meet in a Tavern, The Stone Druid, Tony A. Coldo 7, Zen Zeba. Thank you all so much for your uh, donations to the show. Oh, and Holly Roxana, how can I forget? You were last on the list. Uh, I get confused by the by the euros versus the dollars. Anyway, thank you so much for all you supporters uh, to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us financially. We appreciate it more than you know, um, and we love you. So enjoy the rest of this awesome episode eight. This was a really fun one to record, um, and check episode nine in a couple weeks when it comes out. All right. Enjoy the show. Peace out.
are they are they trying to thank us real hard? Is uh, is the pig still oh, in the back? Of recall hers? that mother mother they were uh, religious. Oh yeah, did, wait, mother. we took the pig. Oh, didn't yeah, we have the pig? No, we didn't take the pig. No, we didn't take the pig. But it does have a ton of Molotov cocktails. I do know that. <laughs> so I go, hey, Slicer, look, they look a little thirsty. <laughs> Okay. And then, and then on, as, I, as I press the accelerator, as I press the accelerator, I toss my my lighter over the shoulder in a perfect slow motion action movie tumble as the top flips open and lands right into the slicer's lap. So all he has to do is and start lighting Can the I bottles and that? chucking them Can in I the street. See if so, I catch it? so here's what needs sure, sure yes. <laughs> What, what's roll. my roll uh, to see know. if I'm the raddest dude alive? Oh, I catch it. Yeah, give it, give, it, give it a throw roll. I think throw is a skill. Well, my catch is a 20, so I've got a long, like, arm What? what let's see, what is your, uh, we'll just call that a straight dex. So is that a, is that a uh, yeah, that's what I roll hard success dex. on dex? Yes. Wait, and then I have to roll a throw here? No, you don't have to roll throw. You're just okay. the you. <laughs> It's because I described it and it was so cool. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you catch it. I do. Um, so here's the first thing we need to do. We're gonna do a chase. Oh, oh so cool! Nice. So I get to use the drive. So yes, um, there. <laughs> the seventh edition has its own chase rules. Um, the way the Exciting. way we are gonna play this is. I lost my. Uh, hang on, I gotta go back to the reference sheet here. This, I'm going to call the hearse a truck. I like it. So you have a natural move stat of 14, which is the same as two standard cars, also move stat of 14, and Sheriff Sprouston's car has a move stat, a deluxe 15. (laughs) The way we start this off is Yaps, as the driver, you roll... uh, Drive auto. Okay, I have skills in this. Okay, that is a 68, which is a regular pass. Regular pass. Okay, so that does not adjust your move roll at all. Um, If you've gotten an extreme success or failed, it would have added plus one or minus one to your move. So you are, your car is roughly the same speed as the two, two of the cars are chasing you, and Sheriff Sprouston's car is bigger and quicker. Um, so you guys are off to the races. You're hopping on this mountain road going out of town. I assume you're headed back the way you came. Because yep. it's the only way you can be headed. So, uh, yeah, you guys are driving down the road. Um, everybody's going. Everyone will get one movement action per turn. Um, the actions that you can do, you can move forward. Uh, you can move forward a lot with the penalty dice. You can move forward even more a lot with two penalty dice. <laughs> uh, you can also initiate an attack using fighting firearms or drive auto. Um, you can move and attack with a ranged attack with a gun. Um, you can also cast spells if we had any spells. Um, you can also try to create hazards. Mm-hmm. And dodging and fighting back are free, uh, uh, free actions. Okay. Um, so uh, the can like first... my drive auto like help make obstructions if we're trying to go to the Molotov cocktail? I'm not saying we are. I'm just saying is that how does that work? So I can also use drive auto. No, only Yaps can use drive auto. Okay, you I was can gonna, use I was it as an sure. attack. Um, 
I mean, you can use it to tell me what you want to do, and we'll we'll make it happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm just so. Um, I like it. The first thing that happens is Sheriff Sprouston drives right up alongside you because he's quicker, and he levels his shotgun and he shoots, and uh, they hit a bump. The first shot goes goes wide and high. So he is right next to you guys. He missed his shot, and it is, I'm going to say, that you guys go before the two following cars. Shit, yaps, you know a lot about cars, right? Where's the gas can? Where's the tank? My boy, it's, just look for it. Like, every car's different. <laughs> like, as I'm, like, focused on the road, I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> throw a Molotov cocktail in the car. What do you, like, what's, what do you ever think about? Light them down. The, light them down. Oh, the Burn them down. Light, light them, down. them up. <laughs> the windows are down, right? Because he just fired sure. through a shotgun, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, he missed. Uh, right. They can be down if you want to be down. Well, I mean, the one that I mean, he didn't roll the window up after he missed. Right? <laughs> right. 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 Hold on. <laughs> it wasn't like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> For those who saw the podcast, I just moved my crank. He is, he is on the passenger head. seat, and he's, like, standing up. Oh, looking over the car, shooting at you guys. So he's there on he's our right. Pa- oh, so he's okay, on like so the opposite side of the car. <laughs> okay, okay. In the right. face with a Molotov Got cocktail. No, no, absolutely not. I'll, I'll, I'll yell to uh, Cuddy's like, Cuddy, uh, yeah, get Cuddy the shotgun. Cuddy, shoot that gas tank open. I'll light up a cocktail. That, that, that's not what we're going to do, Slasa. Slasa, prepare yourself <laughs> to throw this cocktail into the vehicle. And then Cuddy reaches over and grabs the steering wheel and yanks it towards him to ram <laughs> Why can't I just the vehicle. do Because <laughs> you you literally just had your turn or whatever, right? No, I didn't do anything. Yaps is you not taking a turn. <laughs> Never, just let it ride, whatever. <laughs> right, I, look, yeah. my plan, it's already happened. So Cuddy wrests control from Yaps. Um, give me, yeah, give me a drive auto. What are you trying to do? Ram him? Yeah, I'm trying to ram him and also make it to where literally he can just throw the Molotov cocktail through the window. All right. Because our proximity will be right on top of each other, right? Give, cool, me, give me a, give me one a drive hearse. auto. And um, unfortunately, I'm going to give you a disadvantage dice because you're not actually driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> wow, curveball. That makes zero sense. Hey, it was like you should have done my plan or something. <laughs> yeah, except your, your plan sucked. Why would you give me the I, shotgun to shoot? Oh, well, I don't know your stats as Slicer. I'm playing in character. Oh. Yeah, or as uh, Cutting. Actually, what I'll do is I'm going to... Roll the 91. <laughs> I'm guessing that's not Which a pass. Is... Cool. Our one hearse. That's <laughs> fine. It's not a uh, hearse. So funny enough, Sheriff Browston's driver rolls a 94, uh, <laughs> which is also Saved. a failure. So um, you do not. This failure, obviously. You don't You don't hit him, but you do spook him. Um, you do swerve. And uh, Yaps kind of, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're trying to wrest control of the car back. But the car is maybe teetering a little bit, and um, the 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 Sprouston car manages to to drift backwards, um, dodges the swipe, but uh, it's now behind you. And because because they failed so badly as well, um, in so doing, they actually kind of uh, one of the one of the trailing cars has to 
uh, break as well to avoid it, and it's even further behind you guys now. Um, well, I guess I'll try to... Well, it should be easy for Slicer to just throw a Molotov cocktail on the hood now. I'm going to try and get control of the car first. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and get this thing back off of, like, the... I'm assuming it's, like, an Oldsmobile, like an old Cutlass Sierra. When you take a turn, it's like, you know, you see all the kids sliding on the back seat, like in an old <laughs> 80s movie or something. Um, so I'm going to try and get this thing back under control with uh, with the drive auto. Uh, okay. Or that's my yeah. thought, anyways. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, that is a 19... So that is a middle middle success. Okay. So, yeah, you are able to rest the car back under control. Um, you are in good shape. Uh, you're driving down the road. You're coming out of town. It's getting into mountainous terrain. It's going to be windy up ahead and such. Uh, Sheriff Sprouston's car behind you, also doing fine. They're basically now in like a almost a single file line but that car is faster than you so if they try to make a move next time they'll be able to catch up still Connie, slicer use your words just tell me what you want me to do what are you pulling on the wheel like a psychopath <laughs> you still got some of that goo in your brain <laughs> okay uh i guess i have a lighter and i'm all top character but i feel like throwing it on top of the hood isn't gonna do anything it's just gonna like bl- some flames are gonna lick out the back of the car like the front of the car and that's it keep in mind these are like 1920s cars right all right well and they didn't case. even have like plexiglass back then <laughs> i don't know about you but i do think if fire exploded across the front of my car at any point in time whether it was the 1920s or today i would be a little freaked out I'd probably hit the brakes. Here's what I'm I'd probably do. make an adjustment, not YOLO strats through. <laughs> Here's then I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a motion to I'm gonna like get the Molotov cocktail, like scoop them up into my lap, get them ready, hold one out and hold the ladder up, and wait since we're getting into mount, mountainous terrain, windy roads, big cliffs. I'm gonna wait for the moment that we're like coming around a bend, right, and then blast them so that my idea is. Not only does it fuck them up because it's fire, but it kind of messes with their vision and hopefully they kind of swerve off the road. Cool. I will tell you I hate this idea, but it's your life, man. Uh, Actually, (laughs) actually, it's all three of our characters' life. My fear is that you kind of duff it and then, like, light a bunch of them on fire in our car. (laughs) Why? Then great storytelling. It does. Well, yeah, that, that certainly Let's would go. increase Let's the tension. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You know, Let's this is go. intended to you be know? the last little bit of action of this arc, but hey, if you blow up the car and all die, it could be the last bit of action of I the can't entire wait till this. I can't wait till this episode ends on like a Thelma and Louise cliffhanger as we just launch <laughs> off the side of a mountain in this hearse. So yeah. if there's a way for me to hold my action until yeah, that sure. happens. Yeah, your tins is like, whatever, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Let's you guys have to it. drive like uh, 200 miles home. You got plenty of road to do whatever kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. japes you want to do. So yeah, you're coming up on a curve. You 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 see it. It's a nice tight light it up. Uh, 90 degree turn. Uh, I I just drop a kick just, to the left. I lean my my quad up and just slam my foot through the back of the hearse door and it just kind of slowly kind of rises up. And there I am holding a Molotov cocktail, ready to throw it. Uh, like a foot oh, so in front of their car. The back. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They're following behind me, uh, behind us, right? Yeah, fair enough. Totally fair. Yeah. I'm going to do it. What do I th- Just a straight dex? Give me, give me a throw. There's a throw thing? There's a throw. Oh, fuck. You're not, you're not great at it. 
Ted, Zucati and I have to roll sanity checks for how ridiculous this idea is. <laughs> like, am okay, I how how no. else would you have me throw a Molotov cocktail, please? <sighs> Joe, I've just given you static. It's okay. <laughs> I have a uh, twenty. Would be a regular pass on throw. You got it. <laughs> No, I need to roll. No, he's not. I'm just, I'm just telling. I'm, I'm telling the world this is what I have to throw. Um, man, why? Can, why is my deck sixty? But I can't throw it. Can just drop it. Okay, here we go. Uh, throw. Okay, twenty. I rolled a thirty. That's a fail. But it's not <laughs> a extreme fail. <laughs> okay, so you throw it back. Um, you you just kind of uh, you don't throw hard enough. And it hits the ground in front of him, and we're doing like a, a tight camera angle on the Sprouston car, and it just, you hear it revving the engine and accelerating through the fire, which does not affect or deter it in any way. I kind of pictured like somebody yes. trying to throw something out of a car window, but never rolled it down and just kind of <laughs> and <then> like. <laughs> Fumbled it. So, so the two cars follow him behind. Yeah, just hold it still. The two cars follow him behind. Um, they're not quick enough to catch up to you guys. Um, but uh, they're a little ways back, and a couple of fellas lean out with rifles. They see Slicer standing uh, fully silhouetted in the back of the hearse, and uh, they take a couple shots at him. So, oh, I have a much better idea for my next turn, by the way. <laughs> okay. Light the so, hearse on fire and hide in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, Joe, if you recall, and by you, I mean me, checking my cheat sheet for how this works. Uh, oh, you cannot dodge or fight back against firearm attacks. That makes this pretty simple. Good. Uh, wait, what is the star on my dice? I forgot. Is that good or bad? I have me at full HP. It doesn't seem right. So, actually, but I'm going to give them disadvantage. Because they're coming around the bend. Uh, so you don't get fucked up. Well, okay. So, uh, yeah, one of them takes a shot at you. It's just a, a little uh, carbine, uh, like a twenty-two uh, that somebody grabbed out of their country house they use for plinking cans and stuff. But they do manage to uh, hit you in the uh, shoulder. Let's see how much damage. Uh, for a monster, one damage. So yeah, a, a, a bullet a like like slices past Ow. your shoulder, and uh, yeah, it kind of burns, and you go, ooh, yikes, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> so oh, um, yikes. that's the first turn. Um, Sheriff Sprouston, uh, his turn comes back around, and they are immediately right back on top of you guys, and. Um, they're going to make a drive auto check and they're basically um, you're coming up on some more turns and they're basically with with Slicer you're still standing right in the back of the of the hearse they're just trying to crunch directly into the back of the car with their bigger faster car just a bump, bumper to bumper and in so doing they roll their dice Onto the floor. Let's see. Ooh, that's a pretty good roll. Um, <clears throat> what did I decide? Sprouston's drive auto? Or the, the driver's drive auto. I think I gave him. So that's a hard success. So, yeah, so um, 
they tried. Okay, so they rolled a hard success. Yaps, you can dodge or try to do some sort of uh, counter maneuver as a free action. Same rules as regular fighting. Dodge, you will win on a tie. Fight back, you will lose on a tie. So, and I need to get a hard success to. You need a hard success. Okay, so I'll tie. go with. Actually, I'll... you need a hard success to tie. And you need a extreme success to win. Okay, so I will go with a dodge then. At least attempt to tie. Um, I probably should have made you do that before I told you the rules, but (laughs) 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 that that makes sense. Um. Okay, so I need to get I need to beat a thirty-seven here to tie. Jesus, fifty-nine. So just a regular success. So didn't quite get there. Mm. Okay. Um. So hold on. Let me see what is your vehicle's HP build. So you guys have six build. Um, I'm going to say that does one damage uh, to the car. To the car. So it's at five out of six. And um, Slicer, give me a dex roll. Straight dex roll. Yes, sir. Uh, 68. That's a fail. So no, you 86. That's okay. barely keep from falling out the back of the hearse. <laughs> uh, but you, you are thrown. Actually, here's what I'm going to say what happens. Good boy. You do fall forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are. Uh, no, that's ridiculous. No, it's not. I'm at rule of cool. <laughs> you fall forward and you are. You have your feet in the hearse and your hands on the front <laughs> bumper of Sprouston's car. Help! <laughs> and now it is you guys' turn. A slicer, you want to go um, first there, bud? No, I was... Um, yaps! Cuddy, yaps, slow down! Cuddy, Cuddy seeing Slicer hanging out the rear of the hearse immediately jumps to the back and grabs Slicer's belt and starts, you know, just holds on for dear life. Uh... Not to let Slicer fall out of the hearse. Can I still make an action? Or is that going to be my action? That's that's going to be your action. Give me a give me a strength check. Straight strength check. Oh yeah, I know Cuddy has tons of that. That's that's got to be at least a normal pass. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah. That's a regular pass. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you you manage to you just manage to haul him in. Um, so uh, you, you pull him back and he's hanging over the abyss for a second with his arms waving around uh, but you manage to get him back in the car um, however because it was only a, a normal pass um, that is both your actions for the turn okay what while he's coming back in after I get him back in Cuddy kind of rolls over on his back and says use the spare so like the force spare tire yeah Cuddy not gonna do S- that the spare tire yeah Use the spare tire. All right, so what? How can I drive my, my. aggressively in a straight line on a mountain, like on a switchback back, mountain? The back of the door of the hearse is open. You get the spare tire, you drop it in front of their path. They're gonna they're gonna run over it. Place a marker. I had a better idea. But what if you fa- but what if you fail but, and it kicks up and then they have five tires? That's right. Hmm. That's more than four that would tires. In- and now they have speed. super yeah, speed. That would increase their speed traction. Okay. What if yeah. I cut out the floor and then I Flintstone this thing? Will we get more or less speed? Uh, in all that seriousness, would decrease speed. So, okay. so okay. Uh, well, you don't know you, science. So, that's whatever. <laughs> so you can, to answer your question, um, you can use uh, 
Uh, hold on, let me just check here what the roll is. It's got to be a... So it says you use penalty dice if you drive further, which means I think it's got to be a drive auto roll. So yeah, you basically can... Um, you can move forward for free. You can accelerate and move forward as a free action. You can keep pace. or Well, not as a free action, excuse me. You can keep pace as a free action. You can accelerate forward um, kind of aggressively as a um, as an action with drive auto, or you can move two or three locations forward, just kind of with guesstimate what that means with one penalty and four or five locations with two penalties. So just think about it as how reckless you're tearing through this pass. Okay, let me um, let me try and move two and three, two or three locations forward. Like, let me really stretch the limits this horse here. Okay. So one penalty dice means I re-roll the ten, ten spot. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So first one is a twenty-three, and I'll re-roll the tens, and that's a ninety-three. <laughs> Wowzer! Jesus. We're crushing this. Needed to beat a seventy-five. Um... Didn't quite get there, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, so you do less. <laughs> so you're you're a you're a good driver. So you don't crash or anything. Uh, it wasn't a critical failure, but what happens is um, you're just a little on the brakes coming up to a hairpin, and instead of taking it tight and getting some distance, you overshoot and have to slow down a lot to keep from falling over the hairpin. Uh, so now. Uh, Sprouston is still right on top of you. He's still right at your bumper. And the two other cars are quite a bit closer. Okay. So they're really closed in on you guys now. Um, and I guess Bummer. that brings up the two guys uh, who are in the back. Uh, so they are going to... This road is narrow, but it is about two cars wide. They are going to try to use a similar move um, to get up on either side of you guys. In fact, one of them is going to try to get in front and one of the other is going to try to box you on the left. So, let's do those two rolls. So, the first one is... Wait, no. Penalty dice. I'm not going to do the one the one getting to the side of you because you, you beef that hairpin. I'm not going to make him roll penalty dice. The one uses his whole action to get up alongside you guys. Um, so you are kind of pinned in from the left and the rear. And then... And to our right is the cliffside? Uh, actually, hold on. I need to do this in a different order. Sorry. So that was a 31. Let me re-roll the 10 space. Because I'm going to do the one that goes in front of you first. So, Sorry. The first car that is trying to get in front of you goes to your left, uh, but it misjudges a turn and has to slam on its brakes uh, in order to avoid uh, careening through this turn. And so instead of getting in front of you, it falls way behind everybody else. It's now like 10 car lengths behind everybody else. The second car... uh, Also does not succeed. Um, just does <laughs> just doesn't have the juice. It tries to get up next to you, and um, you have managed to get back up to speed. 
and instead of getting up next to you and kind of boxing you in on the left, it is running parallel to Sheriff Sprouston behind you. Running parallel to Sheriff Okay. So imagine you're in the right lane, Sprouston is directly behind you, car is in the oncoming traffic lane. Okay. Uh, so now it is Sprouston's turn, and um, he's going to take a shot with his shotgun. Um, he's kind of firing wildly into the uh, body of the car because he's still leaning out the side window and shooting in through the car. So he's going to roll with disadvantage. Luckily, because that was an extreme success. And instead, it's just a regular success. So um, let's see. How do I want to do this? So let's say Slicer, you're one and four. Cuddy, you are two and five. And Yaps, you are three and six. Three and six, okay. That is a two. So, Cuddy, you catch a little bit of buckshot and take six damage. Oh, ouch. <laughs> mm. so, it, so it actually hits you pretty good. I think you guys have a lot of health, given that this is uh, Pulp Cthulhu, but uh, it hits you pretty good. You feel it. But it's in and out. Um, um, so... Question. It is now your guys' mm. turn. No, okay. I don't, think I, I, need- I don't know if this is too many actions, you tell me. I want to slam on the brakes. I want to slam on the brakes. Kind of... Well, hold on. Let me let me step back. I want to grab my grab my shotgun and kind of, like, prop it up on the, on the driver's side window. Kind of roll, like, you know, roll it down. Slam on the brakes so that the car in the passenger lane, like, becomes parallel. And I want to... Blow them to smithereens! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think uh, Rules has written that is too many actions. However, it's a good idea. Rule of cool. Rule Rule of of cool. cool. Yeah, so I'm going to... You know, they're trying to catch up with you, so you don't even have to slam on the brakes. You pump the brakes, right? Sprouston is able to pump the brakes as well, kind of stay behind you at the same distance, tailgating you. Uh, But this guy who was trying to catch up to you on the left is like, oh, fuck yeah. And he pulls right up next to you on the left. And I guess... Give me... And I say something cool like, Yoo-hoo, shitheads! Sure. You say that before you make your roll and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) So I just roll Roll. an attack here? Yeah, give me a... Four advantage dice. (laughs) One disadvantage (laughs) dice. One disadvantage. (laughs) You're driving. One-handed. Okay, let me just... You're shooting a shotgun across your body with one hand? All right. They're really close okay. by, though. First roll is 19. <laughs> Here we go, boys. <laughs> 69. I almost failed. <laughs> I needed to, again, I needed to beat a 75, and we almost yes. duffed it. That's a regular pass. So, um, roll damage. You're right there. So, full damage. Um, I forget how damage works, so let me check my flow chart here again. It's a 4d6 within 10 yards. 4d6 plus 2. Here we go. Uh, 6 plus 7, 13, 15 damage. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so there was, there's a guy in the passenger seat um, who was getting ready to... It's like to, dominoes. Uh, I shoot him, and then he yeah, stumbles over yeah. and he shoots the driver. Yeah, so he was pulling out that carbine that he shot at... Uh, Cuddy earlier with, and you just blow him away. And he falls back. He, he's dead. He's dead as shit. And he <laughs> falls backwards into the driver, who then uh, swerves to the left 
which happens to be over an enormous ravine, and that car careens uh, into the abyss. And that, boys, is how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, uh, the the rear car is gonna is is uh, embarrassed about what happened last time and is gonna really go all out to try to catch back up with you guys. He's gonna take whoa. the two penalty guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Guys. Don't oh, wait, yeah, you guys gotta turns? go first. You guys gotta Neither go first. Go, ahead. Got to act. go ahead, You're right. Him. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, I got uh, so excited because you guys wasted one of the three cars. So Sheriff Sproston's car is how far behind us now? Like a couple feet or like bumper to bumper or? Yeah, you could like reach out and touch it if you wanted to. Okay. Um, <laughs> do, do we have a spare tire back there? Of course we do. We have a car. Sure. Okay. I'm going to yell to Cuddy. Cuddy, do your spare tire thing. I'm going to get something <laughs> else ready. <laughs> You, you got it, Slasa, and I rummage through under a blanket, and there's our spare tire, and I move it back to the edge of the hearse, and then just kind of drop it at an angle right in front of, best guesstimate, uh, the trailing car. Yeah, so, <laughs> how do I want to have you You just rested on the hood. <laughs> yeah, you said he's super, you said he's right on our butts, so. Yeah, no, you're right. So, I, I don't want to make you do a throw, because you're not throwing. But what test is that? It'd be like a strength or a dex, a dexterity. Give me a yeah. Give me a give me a dex with advantage because you have to kind of keep your footing as you try to do this, uh, or else you know you could still fall out the back of the car. First one's a twenty. <laughs> Second one's a nineteen. Nice. Um, that is okay. a that is a hard pass. Nice. So. Yeah, you uh, you you drop it and it goes right beneath the front of their car and um, they bounce their right rear tire over it, which does two things. It kind of fucks up their axle a little bit, not enough to disable the car. Um, however, it does kind of send them on a little bit of a spin. They've got to catch their bearings, and um, in so doing, they're not like right up on your ass anymore, uh, threatening to smash into the back of the car. Um, I'm going to give them... Let me see. How did this damage... Sorry, through sheets here. Uh, so they're going to take a... They're going to take a damage as well. It just kind of... I, I said the axle, but not the axle, because their car is still driving fine. It's just maybe rattling a little bit. I don't think we're giving... We're giving enough credit to what running over a tire do to your car. I'll give it two damage. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll four. take it. Uh, okay. <laughs> We'll take all of the damage, please. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure, like, videos I see watch people run over tires. They go boom. That's true. We want to we want, we want to let Slicer do what he wants to do. When Cuddy looks back <clears throat> at Slicer after doing that good job, he sees that Slicer's back is against the front seats, and his feet are up where the coffin is. That has been his bed. <clears throat> and the coffin <laughs> is filled with... All of the remaining Molotov cocktails. <laughs> He's holding the lighter and he just says, Cut it, get the fuck out of the way! <laughs> All right. <laughs> happening? My watch is going up. My Siri watch is going up. Cutty um, dives <laughs> over the seat up front with the axe. <laughs> um, and. Um, go ahead. And I just say, Happy birthday, <laughs> motherfuckers! And I throw the lighter in and shove with all my might the coffin out the back of the car. Give me a strength Full check. Full of Molotov cocktails. Oh, fuck. 
I am pretty good at that. Okay, all right. You are exactly <laughs> average 20, at it. 24, which Uh-oh. is a barely a hard, hard success. <laughs> okay, yes. so what happens is uh, you, you do it. Um, and it hits the ground and it blows up. <laughs> and Sprouson just barely manages to around it. And when he does that, he really does kind of fuck up the bottom of his car to the point that you can see that he has actually damaged the speed of the car. Um, he also himself catches a little singe on his face uh, from the fire. And then the third car, which I was going to say was trying really hard to catch up, they were. They were really putting the pedal to the metal, and uh, you guys had actually gone around a little bit of a curve right before you did that. And uh, they come around this curve, go full speed, and just crash directly into the coffin, causing a secondary explosion, (laughs) which destroys the trailing car. Uh, So now you are left only with Sheriff Sprouston, um, who is now his car not looking quite so sweet. Tins, I have to ask, I have an important question. Yes. What happens... If our treasured <laughs> item is just, for example, put into a box and thrown out uh, of a vehicle. Remind me what the treasured item was? It's something we had to fill out on our sheet, but mine was the lighter. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, well. I don't, I, like, I don't know if there's, like, psychological damage that goes along with that, but I'm pretty sure it's best Oh, yeah. I have the crowbar and the lighter listed as my treasured possessions. <laughs> well, I will let you decide uh, when you realize that happened and how you react to it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I will say... I am huge, and Slicer is not. So there's a good chance I'm, I'm chucking some fists into the... Courtesy heads up, Slice. You might want to chew some coffee beans, buddy, because you're going to catch the smoke. Okay, here we go. That was my treasured item. What, your face? Uh, my coffee beans? About to sort that one no, out. No. Okay, so, cool. So I, should I just cross so, that off my sheet then? Well, we can go back and get it. We can go back and get it. Yeah, it's I mean, you could just you could just hit the brakes right then once you realize what happened. I'm gonna just put a parentheses. A slicer threw it out of the car (laughs) for no reason. Excuse me, it was a great reason. I assumed it was one of those Zippo lighters that like stays lit. It's not like a a bic where you gotta hold it down. Right, but why couldn't you just light the stuff in the box? I can't hold on to the lighter. I'm sorry, I didn't realize a lighter meant that much to you. You didn't say anything. So like, but like, yeah. on, like, just in practicality purposes, you could have just lit the stuff. But you said, I'm going to light it all and put the lighter in and okay. then shove yeah. the... Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Would it have been better yeah. if Joe had described lighting the stuff using the lighter the way that you described throwing it to him? At least. I don't remember how that happened. <laughs> it was rad. Anyways... <laughs> Um, All right, so okay. so so only Sheriff Sprouston remains, and uh, that car is now just swerving back and forth across the street, uh, you know, wildly, uh, both out of control and enraged, and uh, he's still leaning out the window. I'll never forgive you for what you've done to mother. And he takes another shot with his shotgun, uh, with 
significant disadvantage given what's going on around him. And his first roll is a 68. His second roll is a 98. So mm. he, he uh, what does that look like? Is that a, is that, a, that's a, like a that ultimate failure, right? That is a failure, critical right? failure. Critical yeah. failure. <laughs> yeah. Shotgun blows yeah. up in space. Uh, it just dies of old age. That's right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he uh, he reconverts to Christianity and leaves you guys alone. <laughs> oh, you know uh, what? I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, how do I want to do this? Yeah. So <laughs> he 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 shoots just as the car hits a bump, and so he shoots up, misses by a mile. And the kick of the rifle, of the shotgun, combined with the bump, causes him to fall backwards out the window of the car that he's leaning out. And he is, uh, he's like hanging with his knees in the window, like gripping with his heels uh, to hang into the car uh, (laughs) as it continues to speed down the mountain road. And uh, he, he's having to, like, do kind of crunches to keep his head from scraping across the ground. <laughs> Excellent. And it's back to you guys. Well. Yep, so I, I do believe we should just uh, try and get as much distance as we can. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do, like a, I'll do a one penalty dice uh, advance two spots type thing. Yep. All right. First one is a three. Second one is a 73, so regular pass. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, they, they're still swerving back and forth behind you, and they even kind of slow down um, as you're doing that. And uh, because of how Sheriff Sprouston kind of fell halfway out of the car. And uh, so you are able to put some real distance behind you. You're probably 10 car lengths ahead of them at this point. And gaining. I like our spot. Yeah. Anything Yaps, uh, uh, rather Slicer and Cuddy want to do? Um, I don't have anything else to throw or explode, so I'm just gonna reach up and close the trunk. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so it goes back to them. Uh, they are gonna make one last big suicidal charge at you guys as, uh, Sheriff Sprouston has managed to lift himself up. He's doing a sit-up out the side of the car. He's got his gun, and the guy is slamming on the accelerator as much as he can. And uh, it's not going to fucking do it. Ooh, yikes. (laughs) So that's an 83 on the drive auto check. (laughs) And... A ninety-five. <laughs> Another the, uh, critical. The, it's failure. not critical. It's a ninety-six oh, it's and up is critical. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, wait. Work. Is that right? Because because triple zeros is a critical success. So it'd be ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine is a critical failure. No, it's yeah, gotta yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta There's be ninety-five. No it's zero to ninety-nine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he he manages. To- so, first, the guy tries to accelerate to catch up with you guys. And uh, it's just the car can't do it anymore. You did a lot of damage to the car, and um, it can't it cannot make up the distance. Uh, Sheriff Sprouston takes one last shot, uh, misses entirely. You don't even hear the 
shells or the the shot whiz by, and uh, he once again launches himself backwards uh, at the waist from the kick of the gun and just smashes his head into the ground <laughs> as we are speeding oh, no. on the, the highway. <laughs> and um, you see him crumple at the seat of the car. He's not holding himself up anymore. Um, and as you come around the next bend, uh, you can see in the distance that car has slowed down to, to go back and check on him. And you are out of immediate danger. We did it. We're the best. Immediate danger. Well done, boys. Man, I need a nap. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, understatement. <laughs> Holy smoke. <laughs> um, All right. Is this not? <laughs> Good work, boys. Slicer, can I have my lighter back, please? <laughs> <laughs> You're what now? I'm just like rubbing my shoulder. Got shot. I'm just like you're what? You're lighter. Oh, uh, yeps! I, I tossed that out with the coffin. Okay, it saved the day though. Doesn't feel like you're telling the truth. We'll sort this out when we get back. <laughs> I'll buy you a new one when we get when we get back. Okay, I promise. Uh, no replacing it. We'll have a conversation when we get back. Oh boy. <laughs> And you just so, you, like hear the engine unnecessarily rev, and I'm going way faster than <laughs> than that is what is now necessary <laughs> around the mountain. Curvy right? Yeah. So, so you, uh, Yaps drives with impressive skill and speed. You guys make way better time on the way back uh, for reasons that are clear only to him at this point. Um, and you pull back uh, a few hours later. It's coming on evening time. You guys pull back into town. Um, where are we from again, Brian? Prestonsburg. Prestonsburg. You pull back into Prestonsburg. And you pull into town. You drive past the shops in uh, downtown, as such as it is. Um, you know, you know your basement bar where you had uh, you sell your product. And at the end of the street where the Shining Hope Funeral Home is, uh, you pull up and you notice that the front door is uh, open and it's waving in the wind. All right, boys, the zombies are back. Aim for the head. Let's clear this thing out. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, uh, Mm. that's not good. (laughs) Uh, Yap screeches to the halt, like kicks through the door, and he's like, "I'll sort out the lighter thing, light." And he uh, has the, <laughs> and he like he is so mad, like you can tell he's at next level mad because he doesn't bring the gun. He just kicks the crowbar up into his hand and storms into the into the funeral home. All right, so you storm into the funeral home. What do you, what do you guys do? You follow along. Slicer's gonna pick up Yaps's gun and follow. <laughs> like, yeah, she, yeah, I'll just I'll just take this in. Yeah, Cuddy, Cuddy pulls up the rear. Okay, so you guys go into the funeral home and find it in incredible disarray. Um, you look around and um, you see just about everything is upturned. You're, you're, you know, there's broken glass all over the place. You can smell the whiskey. Um, in the air from all the busted stuff. Um, and you see, uh, some, you see a streak of blood on the ground, 
leading up to a little round table uh, where there's uh, you have an old timey telephone which is hanging off the hook and you see a piece of paper on the table read the paper <laughs> is that so I read the paper nah. Well, that doesn't look important, because <laughs> to crumple that up, throw it away. So if you recall, uh, you had left uh, your friend Jackson Elias here, the reporter. Mm-hmm. He's the one who sent you on this quest. And he's, uh, you walk up and you take a look at the piece of paper. And uh, you can see that it says, Fellas, had a spot of trouble here. Had to head back into the city. I'll call you soon. Jackson. And you can see little droplets of blood uh, on the letter. But you don't see any sign of Jackson around, nor do you see any sign of anyone else. Um, Japs turns to Slice like, Can you tell if this is uh, if this is the boy's blood, or if this is uh, perhaps somebody that he tussled with and got the better of? Uh, <laughs> well, we've seen a lot of crazy shit. Let me... Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the blood and just see if it's human first. And give me my fucking gun. And he snatches the gun out of you let the, I, I was just helping you out, brother. No, you're a little pissed. Uh yeah, let me look at this blood. So I examine the blood. You examine the so using your uh terrestrial doctor powers, your regular doctor yeah, powers. Yeah. Uh, you're not able to tell much except that it's blood, it's old, it's dry. Um okay. obviously you can't tell what the blood type is uh, at a glance and you don't know what Jackson's blood type is anyway. I don't even know if they knew what blood types were back then. <laughs> but um, right. is there anything else you want to do? Um I can't tell anything slicer from this. It's old, it's dry. And who fucking knows whose blood this is? I can't tell. Have more coffee beans, boy. You're slicer. Come on. I'm yeah. I pop some coffee beans. Do I get any other information <laughs> from the blood? Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, <laughs> maybe yeps. Uh, you should try and give Jackson a call and see if uh, he can provide us any information. All right, I'm on it. Five, <laughs> five, five, yeah. one, two, three, four. Oh wait, I guess would they be using operators then? How do, fa- how do phones work <laughs> That's in a good question. How do phones work? <laughs> yeah, you pick up the phone and say a bunch of random numbers. And uh, <laughs> you hear somebody on the other end say, uh, How can I what? direct your call? <laughs> Damn it, I need Jackson in the city. Uh, she, you hear her riffling through papers. Um, and she just goes, Jackson Elias, Louisville, Kentucky. Bang on. <laughs> no more delay. You know exactly why I'm calling her. She says, just a moment. Um, yeah, you call and it rings and it rings and it rings and it rings. And just as you think you're not going to get through to him, a very haggard Jackson Elias picks up and says, hello. Jackson, it's the apps. What's the what's the sitch? What's the story here? Yes. Well, boy, am I glad you called. Um, hope everything went all right. Not great. Uh, down in Blackwater Creek. It did not. Oh, not not great. That's too bad. That's too bad. I'm I'm real sorry about that. Hey, listen. Um, hmm. Y'all have been up to, to old Louisville in a while to see me in the city. Uh, why, 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 don't, why don't y'all come up here and uh, 
drop by my house. Uh, I, could, I could really use a, I could really use a, a visit from some friends right now. Um, yeah, why don't you? Uh, if you guys could just uh, maybe maybe come and see me, I, I, I would just really appreciate that. Yep, yes, yep. Ask him about the blood. What's the deal with the blood? The uh, <laughs> Jackson says. Here's what happened. And then you hear a crash in the background of the uh, of the call. And he says, Oh my god, I gotta go. And then the line clicks dead. Uh-huh.